And welcome back to Bengal Bites, a podcast where we satisfy your craving for Cincinnati Bengals news and analysis from a real, raw, unfiltered perspective. I'm your host, Derek. This is episode 22. This is the week 10 preview episode for the Houston Texans coming in to play the Cincinnati Bengals at Paycor Stadium, 1 o'clock on CBS. In this episode, as we always do for our preview episodes, we're going to go through all the interesting things you need to know to get ready for this upcoming matchup. All the storylines with all the different players and the teams, anything interesting we need to be on the lookout for, and a lot of the key injuries we need to be aware of. We'll wrap up this episode talking about a special episode of From the Jungle with a narration by a very interesting guest. On our last episode, episode 21, we did the week 9 recap episode where we talked about the Bengals' fourth win in a row Big win over the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football. That was a key win for the Bengals. That was their first win in the AFC of the season. But they can't let their foot off the gas now. Can't start feeling complacent. They have to keep it going, keep this streak alive. Can't fall into the trap, they say. This is the trap game. You know, it's the team, Houston, they're coming in. Maybe expectations were a little bit lower for them at the beginning of this season. But now they're 4-4. Four and four. They just had a big win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week where C.J. Stroud broke the rookie record for passing yards in a game. So they got a lot of confidence. So the Bengals team, they can't get overconfident in themselves and feel like they can take the Houston team too lightly. Going into this Week 10 matchup, the biggest thing both teams are going to be watching out for is going to be the injuries. For the Bengals, Bengals obviously were focused on the Bengals players. There's a couple of guys who are going to be out for this game we know. For the Bengals, we saw in the Sunday night game, Jamar Chase took a hard fall in that game where he jumped up, tried to catch the pass, came down hard on his back, and he was sore. Chris Collinsworth was going on and on about how sore he was going to be getting out of bed the next day. Jamar Chase is going to be questionable. He was able to get some practicing in. He set out Wednesday, but he got some limited practice. He's going to be questionable. I would be surprised if Jamar Chase does not play in this game because, going on to that, on Wednesday, T. Higgins, number five, the wide receiver, pulled his hamstring in practice. He is going to be out for this game against the Texans for sure, and we're not sure how long he's going to be out. If it's a severely pulled hamstring, he might be out for multiple weeks. Hopefully it's not a situation where he has to go on IR and miss a lot of games, but that's just something to be aware of. T. Higgins, one of the Bengals' top wide receivers, is going to be out. He had to miss a game earlier with a fractured rib, so they have had to play against the Cardinals with Trenton Irwin where he stepped up, but anytime you have to lose one of your starters, this is going to be a big loss for the Bengals' offense. On the defensive side, the Bengals are also going to be out without Sam Hubbard, their starting left defensive end. He's got an ankle injury. He's going to be out, again, not going on to the injured reserve, so not going to be out for too long. It shouldn't be, but definitely out for at least this one game. Bengals are already down two starters for sure. Josh Tupo, the defensive tackle, he's going to be doubtful again this week. He hasn't been able to go recently due to calf injury. And Charlie Jones, the wide receiver who has been on injured reserve with a thumb fractured thumb injury, he's going to be questionable for this game. I would say unlikely, but with T. Higgins going out, they may have to bring up Charlie Jones. More likely, they're going to rely on Trenton Irwin and the rookie Andre Yosivash to step up in that role. 
for Bengals fans, we're obviously concerned with being out those two starters. But then if you look at the Texans, they have it even worse. Texans are going to be missing six of their starting players. They're going to be missing fullback Andrew Beck, tight end Brevin Jordan, their rookie running back Damian Pierce, safety Jimmy Ward, linebacker Henry To'o To'o, wide receiver Nico Collins. Nico Collins is their leading wide receiver for the team this season. Their running back Damian Pierce, he's their leading rusher for the season. Their two offensive weapons basically are going to be out of this game for sure. So the Texans are going to have to find somebody else on their on their roster who can step in and contribute and make up for it on the offense. Now they do have wide receiver Robert Woods questionable and cornerback Steven Nelson questionable. Two players questionable, but six at least for the Texans are going to be out of this game. Both of these teams are going to be banged up heading into this. That's the thing. You get in the middle of the NFL season, these teams are all dealing with injuries. Nobody's going to be 100% healthy, so it's going to be a matter of who can have the most healthy players contribute the most in this game. The other reason why this is a trap game for the Bengals especially is because the next game on their schedule is going to be Thursday night at the Baltimore Ravens. And just listening to some of these other podcasts, I've been trying not to, but I can't help it sometimes. I listen to the other podcasts and they're like, oh, you know, uh, T. Higgins, he's got to sit out, especially when you think about Thursday night. we got to rest him up for the Ravens. And they start talking about the Ravens game and what we should do in the Texans game because we're playing the Ravens next. It's like, no. You can't even think about the next game after this. It doesn't matter. Don't even think about the Ravens. Ravens game, it's, imagine it doesn't even exist. The only game that exists is Sunday against the Texans. And that's the only thing this team and these fans should be worrying about. Don't be worrying about the Ravens game. We'll get to the Ravens game after this. That's how you get trapped. That's how you start looking ahead, overlooking the Texans, and then you get beat at home. So we can't start looking past anybody. You have to focus on the Texans. Week 10, go 1-0 every week. And that's what the Texans are thinking. This is not a trap game for the Texans, for sure. The Texans have had an eye on the Bengals game, no doubt, since the beginning of the season. Because everybody in the league has been looking at Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, going to AFC Championship games and Super Bowls. Every team is going to give the Bengals their best shot every week. Bengals have to be ready to go. So it can't be worrying about what we're going to do against the Ravens. That doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is getting ready for the Texans. And like I mentioned, one of the biggest things the Bengals are going to have to get ready for on the Texans is their quarterback, C.J. Stroud. Like I mentioned last week, he broke the rookie record for passing yards in a game. And maybe that's one thing that will get the Bengals' attention. You know, maybe if the Texans had lost last week and just had kind of a mediocre performance, that would be easy for the Bengals to overlook this team. But since they had such a big win and C.J. Stroud put on such a show, that's going to get these Bengals coaches and players' attention and say, hey, we have to take these guys seriously or else they could come in here and embarrass us at home, which nobody wants. It's not going to be a night game. Hopefully the fans are just as pumped up and excited for this game as they have been for all the other primetime games. Paycor Stadium needs to be rocking, needs to be loud, give the Bengals that home field advantage like they always do. Speaking of home field, this is going to be a little bit of a homecoming for the Houston Texans quarterback, C.J. Stroud. He was the quarterback at Ohio State for the last few seasons. He was breaking all their passing records and having a prolific career, leading the Buckeyes to 
multiple title shots. They didn't end up, they ended up losing to Georgia in the title game, but CJ Stroud had a great individual performance in that game. He showed he was definitely worthy of one of the top picks in the NFL draft. He didn't get the number one pick like Joe Burrow did. CJ Stroud went number two in the draft overall to the Texans. The Carolina Panthers went out of their mind, took LSD right before the draft and decided to draft Bryce Young, the 5'10", 185 pound quarterback out of Alabama instead of CJ Stroud which is, that might go down as one of the worst decisions of all time because the Panthers also traded away their first-round draft pick, which is going to be probably the number one pick in the draft this year, and it's going to the Bears, who just beat them on Thursday Night Football with a backup quarterback. But anyway, this is not a podcast about the Carolina Panthers. Joe Burrow and C.J. Stroud both attended Ohio State and were on the football team. They were not on the team at the same time concurrently, as far as I know. Joe Burrow was on the team. He said in an interview this week when they asked him, do you claim Ohio State? And Joe Burrow was kind of cagey about it. He said, well, you have to ask Ohio State. What do they say? Do they claim me? I don't know. He didn't say he claims Ohio State necessarily, but he said the way he thinks about it is he went to school at Ohio State. He played football at LSU. So... Take from that whatever you will, but I feel like Joe Burrow still has a little bit of a grudge. And like the Ohio State coach tried to be like, oh yeah, Joe Burrow, he's proud to be a Buckeye. Like Joe Burrow, I am sure, is not happy entirely with his experience. Like obviously he said he wouldn't change anything about it, but that's, you know, one of those things that fuels Joe Burrow is being overlooked, being slighted as a player at Ohio State. So I don't know if, if, we're talking about like donations and stuff like that. I don't know how much donations Joe Burrow is going to be giving to the Ohio State football program in the future. But even though these two quarterbacks didn't necessarily play on the same team together, Joe Burrow said he did meet up over the summer with C.J. Stroud. Stroud said that Joe Burrow gave him some advice just about coming into the league, you know, being a quarterback in the league and all that kind of stuff. And he's been able to use that to his advantage. So it's going to be an interesting matchup to watch these two former Ohio State guys with some Ohio backgrounds come and play in Ohio. The thing that's interesting about C.J. Stroud is not only did he have a great game last week, but just in general this season, he's got 14 touchdown passes and only one interception. He actually broke the record in the NFL for most passes to begin a career without an interception. I think it was like 170, or I can't remember how many, maybe 180 or something, but like multiple, you know, four or five games, he was going without an interception, which is really remarkable because he was throwing passes and his completion percentage isn't especially high. He's not completing, you know, like 70%. He's only completing like 62% of his passes, not a sec- exceptionally high rate, but he's just not putting the ball into harm's rate. You know, some of it's luck. Obviously, he probably had some that could have been intercepted that maybe the other team didn't catch. But for the most part, he's been a doing a good job of not turning the ball over. He also doesn't have too many fumbles, as far as I know. He also hasn't lost any fumbles so far this year. One fumble didn't lose it. So a good job by C.J. Stroud of holding onto the ball. And that's one thing that the Bengals' defense has been great at this this year is creating turnovers. They lead the league in turnovers created, and the Bengals are at the top of the league in turnover differential. As we know, winning the turnover battle is what contributes to winning games. Bengals are favored in this game by quite a healthy margin. They're favored by 
six and a half to seven points, depending on where you look. ESPN says there's a 65% chance that the Bengals are going to win this game. Most people would favor the Bengals in this game. But again, you never know what's going to happen. Anything can happen in the NFL. It's going to be tough for the Texans to overcome those injuries, but they're going to have other wide receivers that can step up, including their rookie Tank Dell. Tank Dell, even though his name would suggest he's a big guy, it's kind of like when they call fat guys slim. Tank Dell's 5'8", 160 pounds. Not a very big guy at all, but he's been making plays, including a couple of nice catches and a touchdown in the win over the Bucks last week. In terms of running back, since Damian Pierce is going to be out, he's their leading rusher, the Texans are going to probably rely more on Dare Agunbawale, who also happened to be their emergency kicker. Last week, the Texans kicker, Kaimi Fairbairn, hurt his quad or something on his leg where he couldn't kick in the game anymore. And they had to, the Texans had to use their backup kicker, which is their running back. And he ended up making a 25-yard or 29-yard field goal to go ahead in the game. And they signed a replacement kicker. Danny Amendola is going to be the kicker for the Texans this week. They're going to have a replacement kicker, not their normal kicker, but that's just something to watch to see how the kicking game goes for the Texans. Bengals, no doubt they're going to have Evan McPherson. We have all the trust in the world. Maybe Zach Taylor would unleash McPherson, let him kick it from 60 yards or you know go deep. Like For some reason, Zach Taylor, we've got Evan McPherson. We know he can nail these long field goals, but Zach Taylor doesn't want to try them. I don't know why. But speaking of Zach Taylor, I almost forgot he was the head coach of this team for a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Zach Taylor. Uh, so that's going to be another matchup to watch in this game is it's going to be another defensive head coach on the Texans versus offensive head coach on the Bengals. Now, the Texans head coach, D'Amico Ryans, he's a first-year head coach. He was formerly the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach of the Houston Texans. He played linebacker for the Texans. He sounds like he's got a Texans act or a Texas accent. I'm not sure if he's originally from Texas, but he definitely sounds like a guy who fits the area, fits the Texas culture down there. So I'm sure the community around Houston is loving D'Amico Ryan's, especially because he's got his team playing well at four and four. But it's a defensive-minded head coach going up against Zach Taylor and his offense. It's going to be interesting to see how the Texans' defense matches up against the Bengals' offense, especially the line. Texans' defensive line might be one of the strongest parts of their team. They're very good at putting pressure on the quarterback. Their interior defensive linemen are great at pressuring the quarterback. And they've got this rookie, Will Anderson Jr. They drafted C.J. Stroud, number two, and then they drafted Will Anderson, number three. So they really have a high opinion of Will Anderson. And he's been one of the top pass rushers already as a rookie. Like Micah Parsons and then Will Anderson are right up there, one and two in terms of win rates. In the run game, the Texans' defensive line has also been doing a pretty good job. And the Bengals' offense, as we know, is last in the league, number 32 at rushing the football. They're going to have to try to improve on that against a tough Texans' defensive line this week. On the other side, Trey Hendrickson, the Bengals' pass rusher, he's maybe going to have a little bit tougher time because the Texans may be able to focus on him a little bit more with Sam Hubbard being out in this game. But Trey Hendrickson is probably going to go up against the left tackle Laramie Tunsil for the Texans. We're assuming he's going to play in this game. He's questionable. He Laramie Tunsil set out practice. He played a lot of snaps in the game last week against the Buccaneers. 80 snaps. That was a long game 
for the offense. And that's one thing you're going to have to watch for these Texans players. They played a lot of snaps. That was a long game last week. So they have to really recover and see if they can get ready to go for this Bengals team. One of the other things I'm going to be watching personally is whether the Bengals tight ends can contribute as much as they did last week. Irv Smith Jr., Drew Sample, Tanner Hudson, even Mitch Wilcox all stepped up and made big plays when they needed to in that game. And with T. Higgins injured and out for this game, it's going to be important for the Bengals to have those tight ends making plays. Because we know the running backs haven't really, outside of Joe Mixon, having contributed too much. Like Drew Sample is honestly their best backup running back. Travion Williams hasn't even made as many plays as Drew Sample this year. Those tight ends, they're going to have to contribute in the passing game, in the blocking game. And I think if they can continue to get production out of those tight ends, it won't be too great of a loss for the Bengals to be without T. Higgins just for this game. I think Joe Burrow can find a way to pick apart the defense and get the ball to the open receiver, no matter who it is, whether they play tight end, running back, wide receiver. Joe Burrow is going to be able to pick apart this defense and get the job done. Coming into this game, the Bengals have won four in a row. They're on a hot streak. The Texans have won four out of their last six games, so not doing too bad either. Texans have played with a lot of confidence recently. They're going to come into this game pumped up. Bengals have to be ready to go for a big test. As I mentioned, this game is going to be 1 o'clock on CBS. It's going to be called by Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie Collins. If you're brand new to this podcast, you can go back and listen to episode zero, where I explain more about why I started making this podcast. But part of it was because you know, I'm a big football fan, football lover, love listening to the radio. Also, Kevin Harlan is a big radio announcer, so I really appreciate Kevin Harlan's calls of these games. And one of my other inspirations for making this show was actually this cool, funny podcast from these British guys called the Cincy Natter Podcast. And then, much to my surprise, this week on YouTube, the episode of From the Jungle was narrated by none other than a certain Paul Hirons of Cincinnati or Bengals UK or the Hude UK group. So it's a bunch of Bengals fans who started their own podcast. And now the last few years, they've had a group of people travel over from the UK to attend Bengals games. Paul went to the game. They went to the Stripe the Jungle game against the Bills. And then they had Paul narrate the From the Jungle episode, which did the 49ers and the Bills back-to-back episodes. So it was cool to see this video and have it narrated by this British guy. It was just so cool because he, you know, I, I'm so familiar with his voice on his podcast, listening to him just go on with his friend Nathan about the Bengals. And then here he is for the Bengals' official YouTube channel narrating the video. It's just kind of a cool moment. But I'll put the link to that video in the show description. Go and check it out. It starts off with an actual detail of this Bengals group coming over on their trip. And it shows them meeting some of the players, talk to Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, to his credit, he did a great job of meeting all these people and taking a picture of all the fans from the UK, signing autographs. So good job by Zach Taylor, you know, showing good hospitality to all the fans in town. But that's why you feel good about rooting for an organization like this. They also, in this From the Jungle, they did a feature about how they're promoting CPR and life-saving training. So they showed the Blackburn family and a bunch of the coaches and players out on the field doing CPR training on CPR dummies out on the Pecor Stadium field. 
So that was because of the DeMar Hamlin Bills incident that happened just to raise awareness and training about that. But overall, it was another well-produced from the jungle episode. The Bengals media production staff is continuing to just step their game up. And when they have two big wins over great teams, the episodes are much easier to produce, I would imagine, to make good content out of that. So thank you to the Bengals team for having good results in the game to make good videos later. But these are some awesome videos. Go check them out. If you're a Bengals fan, you'll enjoy them for sure. And when I say videos, oh, I almost forgot. Joe Burrow was mic'd up for the game against the Bills. Yeah, he was mic'd up for the game against the Bills. It was an amazing mic'd up. So there's tons of footage out there on the YouTube. It was on the NFL's official mic'd up for the week nine. And he was on like the, Joe Burrow was on the beginning of that video. The first three minutes were all Joe Burrow. He is an amazing quarterback they showed him like calling all the plays in the huddle i'm surprised the bengals let them because they showed him like calling entire plays not like nothing blurred out so you know i'm sure other teams are going to listen to that and try to figure out like what plays were they running with what play calls but you can just hear some of them are more detailed than others but just hear how joe burrow has to think call out these plays is very interesting to see but just Joe Burrow in general, he's out there playing like a kid, you know, calling first downs out whenever he gets first downs, talking trash to players, getting all excited when Irv Smith and Drew Sample scored their touchdowns. He was running in, screaming, going crazy. So Joe Burrow's playing this game like a kid, and that's why you love to root for guys like that. That's really why I enjoy rooting for this team, watching their game. Is they're good players, good human beings. You can feel good about them, and they're exciting to watch. They're fun to watch. It's a fun team. So get ready for a great game against the Texans. After the game, we'll come back and recap all the action in the next episode. But hopefully you're all ready and excited for another awesome AFC matchup at Paycor Stadium. No weeks off. You have to go 1-0 every week. Can't overlook anybody. So the Houston Texans are the only thing to focus on this week, beating Texans, going 1-0 this week. That's what the Bengals have to do. Before the season started, we probably would have just marked this game up as a win, no doubt. But now the Texans... At 500, they're going to give the Bengals a test. So we've got to be ready. So hopefully you're all excited, pumped up for this game. It's going to be a good game, good matchup, and it's a big matchup. The Bengals really need this game to stay in the hunt for the playoffs. Like, they're still well behind the Ravens. They're still tied up with the Browns and the Steelers. They need this win just to keep pace with everybody else and make it into the playoffs. Can't overlook anybody. We'll be back after the game to recap everything. Before I go, if you haven't subscribed, make sure to subscribe, hit the thumbs up, give me a rating wherever you listen to this podcast to help me grow the channel. Until next time, I'm going to leave you with a hoo day and stay hungry for more Bengal Bites. Mm-hmm.